and welcome back to another edition of Champs Corner, the Alabama podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Drew Champlin, C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N. Uh, let me also remind you, you can subscribe to the Champs Corner podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox. Please share with your friends. Unfortunately, we missed you guys last week. I was at a, uh, a show, a pump show, actually, a water quality conference in New Orleans. Uh, Mark Jennings, I know you're there. Uh, I know you missed me. First off, how you doing? Welcome back to the show. Drew, as always, it is a pleasure to be on the podcast. I was hugely disappointed last week that you had to go to your pump convention, uh, and we didn't do a podcast, but I'm glad I'm back this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff I want to share with your listeners. Drew, how are you doing first, though? Well, I'm doing really well, Mark, and, th- and thank you for asking. It's actually been a really good weekend for me. All my favorite teams won, or basically whatever I wanted to happen in the sports world happened. Alabama won, the Portland Timbers won, Sheffield Wednesday over in England soccer won, the Kansas City Chiefs won, and Auburn lost. Uh, Auburn lost to Mississippi State. I don't know if you had a chance to watch that game or not. I've, I broke it down the film. I didn't get a chance to see much of it live. I'm so busy doing other stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big week. A lot of stuff's going on. I'm glad you know your favorite teams as well or whatever. Um, you know, I'm an adult, so I don't have, you know, a favorite team in every sport. But that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I, I, I'm ready to talk about some football, though, Drew. Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, first off, did you how did things go with you and your crew last week at the uh, Alabama versus Louisiana Lafayette game? Well, it was a little disappointing, to be honest with you, Drew. You know, I said we need to pray for, for some scorching heat, some high levels of humidity, uh, and that didn't happen. It was a little cooler than I wanted it to be, and uh, we didn't get as many sales as we wanted to be in uh, last week. So that's fine. It, it was it worked out okay uh, with the dipping dots. It went well. Uh, you know, I, I got a chance this weekend. All the all, all the in-state teams were out of town, so I could stay in town this weekend and and watch some film and break down some more film, really catch up. You know, we're, you know, we're talking with this early recruiting season that we have. My schedule's really uh, – I had to move forward a bit, and I got to use this weekend to get a lot of work done and get ready for signing day in, in December. So I, I was glad to have the weekend off, but I'm ready to get back with the dipping Dots this week, Drew. Good. I can't wait. I know – obviously we'll talk about Alabama's 65-31 win over Arkansas later in the podcast uh, – not much to say about the big win over Louisiana Lafayette a couple of weeks back. Um, I had a chance, Mark, to go to the uh, Spain Park versus Thompson game. This was at Thompson's new high school, brand new this year, just state-of-the-art school. I didn't go inside the school, but the stadium is, is unlike I've been, uh, unlike anyone I've been to in the state of Alabama at this point. It just it puts everything else to shame, and there are some nice football facilities in the state. Thompson wins 35-7 to over Spain Park. Talia Tungo-Vailoa, the Alabama quarterback commit, 300 yard, he topped 300 yards passing. I think it was around 334, 323. Four touchdown passes and, and one rush and a win over a Spain Park team that you know fought hard but was outmanned. Uh, uh, Mark, did you have a chance to go to a game this weekend or on Friday night? Yeah, Drew, I was at the Thompson game. I didn't see you there. Well, that's because I didn't tell you. Why didn't you tell me? Well, because you talk too much during the games, Drew, to be real honest with you. Oh. You know, you're out there, you're taking pictures with everybody, fine, you know, talking to everybody with all your power. I'm there to watch the game and, and break down these big-time players. And whenever I go with you, I get kind of distracted and 
So I didn't publicize. I didn't let you know. I'm sorry, Drew. I probably shouldn't have handled it that way, but that's just the way it worked out. But but yeah, I was at the Thompson game. He had a real good game. Did uh, did you sit on the Thompson sideline or the Spain Park sideline? Or the, the stands, excuse me. I sat, on the, I sat on the Spain Park sideline. Okay. No, I was on the sideline. On the sideline, okay. Did uh, Did you see your buddy Jay Barker there? I did. He was wearing his ball cap. That's how I found him. Okay. You know, he, he, I saw him, and we know we go a ways back. And he, you know, I was the one that said, Coach Stallings, you need to take a look at this kid. And he's not the highest rated guy in the world. But, you know, that was, what, 25, 30 years ago, I guess. And But Jay remembered that and came up and thanked me for helping him get noticed and helping him get that scholarship to Alabama. Did he wear his ball cap a lot when he was in high school, too? I don't remember him wearing his, 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 his cap a lot when he was in high school. My, you know, my memory's fading. I don't remember going back that far. I don't remember him wearing wearing a hat all the time in high school like he does now. You know, uh, all, he wears it all the time now. You know, everywhere he goes, he, pro- show, he probably right? wears it to church on Sunday morning. Uh, but, that's probably uh, that could be. Um, hey, so let's talk a little bit more about about Tonga Vailoa's performance, and uh, it, it's really interesting. I thought, you know, and Coach Mark Freeman said this after the game. You know, he he had five or six receivers drop passes. So he really could have topped 400 yards in my opinion. And uh, he was really, I thought he's really on the money. You know, uh, what, what did you think? Uh, would you, were you pretty impressed by him? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. You know, he had, his receivers were better last year. He had a bunch of, he had some pretty good receivers for Thompson that graduated last year and they're having to replace those guys. The guys that have coming in, uh, haven't uh, really performed to the same level that the guys last year did. So that's part of the problem. But I thought he looked really good. You know, he did even though he had those drops, he topped three hundred yards, he had four touchdown passes, he had a touchdown run, uh, showed his athleticism uh with his feet. Uh, I thought I was real impressed with how he played against a you know, a, a big school defense. Yeah. Hey, uh one thing I wanted to ask you about, Mark, and it's something that I, I just wasn't really sure about. You know, he obviously runs a very good offensive scheme under head coach Mark Freeman. Sometimes on his drops, he goes way back, and I'm talking eight, ten yards back, and then turns around and then fires a dart. But why, why does he drop back so far? Yeah, you know, I coach. I, I talked to my uh, coach. Uh, excuse me, I talked with Coach Freeman about this in the offseason because he started doing it some last year. And the, you know, the reason that that Coach Freeman gave to me was that he's he's too short. You know, he's actually shorter than Tua, and so it gives him a better view of the field when he's all the way back there. I don't think that's a good idea. You know, I think it's better for his development if he doesn't go with the eight step or the eight yard or ten yard drop. You know, I'd prefer him just to take your regular five or seven step drop and 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 read the defense and let it go. But that's what Coach Freeman's. You know, he's doing to do his best for his team. Makes a lot of money to coach at a big seven A school like Thompson, and and that's his prerogative. But but the reasoning I was given was that he is a he's not he's not very tall. He's not doesn't have your elite quarterback height. He got the elite quarterback arm. The elite quarterback feet, the, the the ability to read defense like an elite quarterback, but he doesn't have the the NFL height, as we say, and so that's why he's taking those drops all the way back there, so he can see the field better. Interesting. I would have never have thought that. Um, there was a young guy who who really stood out for Thompson. He's a freshman linebacker named Jeremiah Alexander, and if he's a freshman now, that makes him class of 2022, I believe. Uh, had you heard of this guy before Friday night? Yeah, I broke down a bunch of middle school film last year, Drew. Okay, so you weren't surprised at all to see him get three sacks. No, he was dominant in the middle school games last year. It really wasn't fair. 
you know, they got the rule where you can only play varsity for four years. And But he was good enough to play at a varsity level last year in the eighth grade. We're talking about a guy who's going to be a big-time five-star prospect over the next few years and going to be getting a lot of hype. So I'm not really surprised at all by the way he played Friday night. Yeah, we talked celebrities. Obviously, we mentioned Jay Barker. Uh, are you familiar with Noah Galloway, Mark? Actually, I ran into him, and, and he let me take a selfie with him. I'm sorry, what was that name again? Noah Galloway. I, I, no, was this a, a big-time prospect from before I was I was in the recruiting game? I don't know who that is. No, so Noah Galloway, obviously he's a, a former U.S. Army soldier, and uh, he he's lost his left arm and his left leg. So he's uh you know he's a he's an American hero. So they honored him as the uh, honorary captain. You know, I got chill bumps when when they took him out on the field before the second quarter. I think everybody loved that. But he also I'm not sure how much TV you watch, Mark, but he was on Dancing with the Stars season 20, and he said he lives in Calera right now. He's, he was born in Birmingham. Well, you said Dancing with the Stars. I don't Correct. know what, what is that. That's a TV show. Uh, it's it's a dance competition that has a lot of you know. Th- there's probably been some prospects. I don't watch the show. I just know. Did he you was say on it was it. a dance competition? Yeah, it's on ABC. And and you watch this voluntarily. I don't watch it. I just know he was on it. Okay. Well, I don't. I you know. Good for good for the people that watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll be praying. We don't allow dancing in my household. So right. we don't watch pagan television shows like Dancing with the Stars that glorifies that type of, of, of unchristian behavior. And honestly, I'm kind of embarrassed that you, you even, you know, call that person a celebrity that he would be on that type of show. But I'm glad you got to meet him, Drew. Yeah, it was it was a really incredible it was a really it was it was really nice to meet Mr. Galloway. I'm concerned hey. about the people you look up to in society, to be real honest with you, Drew. Well, he did uh, lose his left arm and his left leg fighting for our country, Mark. Well, I thank him for his service. All right. I I'll didn't hear that. that part. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. I'll I thought he was you. just a dancer. No, no, uh, not just a dancer. Warren Sapp and Jerry Rice were on Dancing with the Stars, too. Those are some guys you liked a lot back in the day, right? I like them for what they do on the football field, Drew. But not, not off the, the Off the field, you know, what people do is a different issue. My, my job is to break down film and evaluate prospects and, and 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 follow the recruiting of these talented players. The pagan lifestyle they lead off the field by being on Dancing with the Stars, that is not something I approve of. You remember Mario Lopez? I don't know who that is either, Drew. He was A.C. Slater on Saved by the Bell. You might have broken down his film for Bayside High. Is that is that a is is this, are you playing a joke on me, Drew? No, he was on he was on Dancing with the Stars in 2006. Went to Bayside, I think around 92, maybe 91, 92. AC Slater. I, I, honestly, that must have. I don't know how how I, is that in Alabama Bayside High? Uh, no, this was the one in California. Oh my my reach didn't expand beyond the southeast around the early 2000s. So, did he play anywhere? Did he go play big time football somewhere? You know, I think he went to wrestle at Iowa, but if I remember right, he got homesick and came back to Cal U or something like that. Okay, well, you know, I've, I've never been into breaking down wrestling film. You know, it's one of those things I always get maybe try to think to myself I should get into one day, but but I haven't done that yet, so it makes sense I've never heard of them. Absolutely. Hey, let's talk about guys you have heard of. So, 
for Alabama in the 2020 class, Jordan Davis. He's a guy who signed with Alabama this past February. He did not qualify. So he signs out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, Southwind High School, uh, outside linebacker, about 6'5", 240. He goes to Copiah Lincoln. He announces on Twitter late Saturday night that he's going to commit to Alabama, come to Alabama when he's ready as a junior in 2020. According to Bama Online, 30 tackles, two sacks. How much attention have you been paying to Jordan Davis this fall at, at Copiah Lincoln High, uh, Junior College in Mississippi? Well, I've been paying a lot of attention. You said why look at the stats. He's really developed as a player of a Copiah Lincoln over the past two years. You know, you go to a – you know, sometimes guys go to a JUCO and they just kind of fall by the wayside. Some guys go to JUCO and they really flourish. And Jordan Davis, the guy, has gone to JUCO and he's really flourished. So uh, I think he's a great prospect. going to be in the 2020 class. Uh, you know, he's from out of originally out of the state of Tennessee and Memphis. I think he's a fantastic player, and I think that uh, Alabama is getting a real big-time player here. Yeah, so do you have somebody who you compare him to? I do, Drew. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, it's a guy out of the state of Georgia played at Alabama a few years ago. Uh, really talented high school player. Had a pretty good college career. Uh, played for one of my favorite people in the world, Coach Maloof, Coach Keith Maloof over at Norcross High over in Georgia, whose father was really a dear friend of mine, coach at St. Pius for forever. Uh, passed away a few years ago. But I'm talking about the player. I'm talking about Adrian Hubbard. Remember Adrian Hubbard, Drew? Yeah, I think he's a, a big fan favorite among Alabama over among Alabama fans over the last few years. Uh, really had a remarkable career at Alabama uh, early part of this decade, and it's a shame he didn't get drafted. I'm not sure if you know why he didn't get drafted, but it's really a shame, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, you know he's got a bunch of talent, and uh, you know he's still a young guy. Uh, still got a lot of lot of playing potential left, so I'd like to see him try to get back into it if he's out of it at this point. Yeah, maybe he'll get us. Maybe he'll get himself another shot. Uh, so yeah, Jordan Davis, he is in. A, he's a freshman this fall. He'll have another year there. And uh, Alabama already has eight commits in the twenty twenty class. We've talked about a few of them, guys like Desalen Worsham uh, and Malachi Moore out of Hewitt Trustville and Jason Jones out of. Calera. And we haven't made comps public for all of them yet, but we'll get to that, you know, maybe after signing day for this class. So good start for Alabama there. Jordan Davis compared to Adrian Hubbard. Got a big basketball commitment actually as well, Mark. Jaden Shackelford. He's a shooting guard out of, uh, I believe it's Hesperia, California. And he's Alabama's third basketball commit for this class uh, under Avery Johnson. And, and he's expected to sign this fall. Mark, tell us a little bit more about Jaden Shackelford, his uh, height, weight, and what, what's he good at. Well, he's a, he's a pure shooter. He's 6'3", 185. He's a spot-up shooter. Uh, really impressive pull for Coach Johns. You know, you always need guys who can stretch the defense, just like in football. In basketball, you need guys who can stretch the defense. You can't just pound everything in the paint, you know, in the year 2018 in college basketball. So he's a guy out there, you know, uh, he's not the quickest guy in the world, but he really can shoot it, and I think that – Alabama's getting a really good player here. Yeah, uh, when when I watched his game, I kept trying to think, who does he remind me of? And I couldn't think of anybody. Uh, that's why I'm glad we have you on the podcast every week or every every podcast. Who does he remind you of when you break down his film? When you look at, at Jaden Shackford, he's 6'3", 185, the way he shoots the ball. He reminded me out of a kid. I uh, went to high school in, in Pennsylvania a long time ago, I believe. He's not from this country. He's from another country in Eastern Europe. But he, he went to high school in the United States. 
I uh, went and played college basketball in the ACC at the University of Maryland. Went on, had a few years in the pros. I think he's back home in Europe now. Guy by the name of Sirutis Yesakevichus. Drew, do you remember Sirutis Yesakevichus? Yeah. Uh, what's he up to these days now, Mark? I believe he's coaching over in, in Europe, I believe, the last time I heard. Okay. You know what league he's, he's coaching in? Is it? You know, do you remember the country? Drew, I don't. I, Drew, I couldn't pick out the countries on the map to be honest with you. So I don't know. I don't know what country he's in right now. I'm sorry. I'm I not think, harming San Diego, Drew. I think he's in Lithuania, Mark. I think he's from Lithuania. That's what I said. A country in Europe. Okay. Hey, I'm just trying to help you out here. Uh, Sarunas, yes, yeah, yeah, Yavakevicius played for the Pacers. Yavakevicius is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, Kev, yeah, yeah, but, man, this is tough. Yeah, Yakovicious. Yes, sir. Say yes, sir, Drew. It's yes, sir. about the R. Yes, yes. Then sir. add Kevicious. Kevicious. Say those Yekavet. two words together. Yakovicious. Yakovicious. Yes, sir. Kevicious. All, all those years in the liberal media, you couldn't learn how to pronounce. Lithuanian names? No, I didn't have to cover any recruits who came from Lithuania, Mark. Ah, well, hey, let's let's just talk about uh, Jaden Shackelford's ability and how he fits in with Alabama's current recruiting class. Uh, Juwan Gary and Jalen Forbes. Is is there anybody? Uh, or when you look at these three, I'm sure they're not even close to being done. Uh, what? Uh, how, how does he fit in with these two wing play with these two wing players? Well, Gary and Forbes are both slashers. They're drivers to the basket. They're going to go and create around the rim. Uh, Shackleford's a spot-up shooter. So, it's, you know, it's a situation. You have some guys driving, like Gary and Forbes, and, and defending the best players on the other team, and Shackleford's going to be there. It's going to be the spot-up shooter. So uh, I like the the type of players he's building. Uh, Coach Johnson's bringing in pretty athletic guys that can, that can really cause a lot of problems for the other teams defensively, and they're going to have to guard the whole floor. On defense, they're going to be able to leave one guy open and, and, and you know, basically have the offense play four on five. Uh, Coach Johnson have it where all five players can score, and that's really going to add to the offensive potency of the Alabama basketball team. All right. What about Christian Watford, or excuse me, Trendon Watford at a Mount Brook? He's the highest rated prospect in the state now that Kyra Lewis reclassified and, and is already at Alabama. What are you hearing about the six foot seven, 215 pound forward? Well, he's got a lot of people in his ear right now, and he's trying to make the best educated decision. He's going to wait till the spring till he announces. So uh, we're not going to hear anything out of him for a while in terms of, of rumors circling. You know, a lot of rumors circling around earlier about him for sure going to Memphis or he's for sure going to somewhere else. Uh, we're not going to hear anything for certain out of him for a few months. He's going to wait until the spring. Okay. DJ Jeffries is 6'7", 218-pound forward out of Olive Branch, Mississippi, was scheduled to make an official visit to Alabama this weekend, he, I, I don't really know what's going on there as far as if, if he did or not, but he visited Memphis last week, did not commit. Ole Miss, I think. I bet it's probably going to come down to those three. I think he was committed to Mississippi State briefly. Not anymore, and, and I believe he wants to make his decision this coming week, Mark. So what's the word on DJ Jeffries? Well, I think Memphis, Memphis is the leader right now, but I think he was wise not to commit on his visit earlier. Uh, you know, he wants to look around and make sure. I think Memphis is in the lead. Alabama has a chance for sure anytime you get a guy on campus. Uh, 
uh, you have a chance at them. But I think Memphis, if I had to pick right now, I'd probably say Memphis. Alabama, I don't think it's too far behind. Uh, but but I think uh, Memphis is the leader right now. Okay. Well, well, we'll talk about him a little more if he commits to Alabama. But do you have a player comparison for him? I do, Drew. I, I'm always glad when he asks me about my player comparisons. There's a guy who he reminds me of out of the state of Texas. I uh, went to Nimitz High School uh, in the Houston area, the Houston metropolitan area. Uh, really a, a great player. Was able to put a lot of points on the board in college and had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Uh, played there for a few years. Guy by the name of Cartier Martin. Do you remember Cartier Martin, Drew? Yeah, out of Kansas State, a really fun player to watch back in those in the Big Eight days last last decade. And if I remember right, I think he last played in the Japanese B League. Is are we talking about the same Cartier Martin here? Yeah, I believe so, Drew. I believe he played for the. Uh, I, I don't. I can't pronounce the Japanese names. I'm not as good at them as I am the Lithuanian names. But yeah, he did the Japanese B, D, uh, B League last I heard. I don't know if he's still there or not, but he is a he is a really fun player to watch and. And, you know, when I watch him play and then I watch D.J. Jeffries play compared to Cartier Martin in high school, you know, they look like the exact same player. So, you know, me, I take a lot of pride in my comparisons, and that's why I made this one. All right. Hey, we'll talk a little bit about the Alabama 65-Arkansas 31 game. Uh, big for the start, Alabama blows out another, point, another opponent, puts up 639 yards total offense. Tua Tungvaluwa tops 300 yards passing in the first half. At one point, he had uh, twice as many touchdown passes as he had incompletions. And um, Mark, I know you didn't have a chance to go to the game. Did you? Did you watch it uh, live, or did you watch the? Re- did you break down the film of it later? I did not watch it live. I was in my office. You know, my, my wife had it on. Her and Caden uh, were on the couch watching the game. I came into the kitchen to get myself a, a Lacroix. And, and the first thing I saw was halftime, and, and Coach Saban was chewing out Luganville. So I figured Luganville probably said something real stupid because uh, that makes a lot of sense that he would say something dumb because he does it all the time. So uh, Bill getting embarrassed on national television isn't really a surprise to people who pay attention. It happens all the time. Uh, he, some people just think he sounds really smart, but he really doesn't know what he's talking about, and, and, and that's really embarrassing. A lot of people think that's real. Um, so that was what was probably <laughs> – Excuse me, Drew. I've been coughing again. Uh, one thing I did like, I went back and watched the game on my DVR, and, and the first thing I saw uh, on the first play, the cameras were out. So we got the all-22 version. That was really exciting for me. I watched that first play, and as soon as uh, Tua Tagovailoa hit that pass to Irv Smith, leaking out to the right side, you saw the blockers down the sideline. Uh, you know, I, I screamed to my wife, said, this is going to be a touchdown. And it ended up being a touchdown. He lost the blockers, and all he did, had to do was break a, break a pretty weak tackle over there in that sideline. He was gone for 76 yards, I think. So, um, unfortunately, you know, they went back to the regular cameras. I don't know why, but but I really enjoyed the, the wide angle that they were showing. I wish they would do that for all the, all the plays and all the games. Yeah, you mentioned Lacroix. What what flavor of Lacroix are you, are you do you drink, Mark? I prefer I prefer coconut Lacroix. Uh, but they are out of it at the store, and so uh, my wife and Caden brought home some apricot Lacroix, which is which is good, but it's not as good as the coconut, you know. Yeah. So it's fine. That was a little disappointing to me that I didn't have the right flavor that I preferred uh, when I break down film. 
But apricot lacroix, you know, every once in a while it works for me too. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. We watched it live, and I was sitting with a buddy, and he called the touchdown as it was pretty much right as it was developing. So it was it was, it was a little frustrating to see that 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 uh, that the blimp cam is what we called it. But uh, I'm glad the uh, ESPN decided to you know put their workers in, in harm's way if lightning strikes somewhere close to the stadium and tell them to get the regular camera views. Uh, Alabama receivers, Jerry Judy had a huge game. Irv Smith had a huge game. Um, yeah, it, it was another great game for the offense, and there's not much to really talk about there that's anything new. But what about the defense? The, you know, Arkansas is a team that lost 45-17 to to North Texas. They, they played a little better last week, you know, but they put up 405 yards and 31 points on Alabama. Just a 1-5 Arkansas team under first-year head coach Chad Morris. Drew, are you still there? Yeah. Was that a question? Yeah, what's up with the defense? Oh, I didn't hear a question. I thought oh. you were just making statements. Defense, no, uh, yeah, they shrugged a little bit. You know, you got Coach Morris out there. You know, I've known Coach Morris for a long time. Uh, back when he was coaching high school, I actually recommended him to Coach Sweeney over Clemson when they were having some problems. And, and Coach Sweeney needed to really revamp that offense. And Coach Sweeney hired him. And Clemson's really taken off since then. So, uh, I, I'm not surprised that he was able to come with a game plan. Alabama's still young in the secondary. And, and the problems that Arkansas was causing, they are problems that, that you know, caused a lot of miscommunication. And, you know, you had receivers who, who were – switching around and going in motion, and Alabama defenders got confused. He had a couple plays where guys, they were bust, and guys were left wide open in the secondary, and that's not the way that Nick Saban wants to play. And and so the, with the youth of the secondary, though, I, I'm kind of surprised it's only taken until game four uh, or five or six, whatever this is, for that to happen. I thought it would happen some in the Ole Miss game, but it didn't after that real first play when they went long. Um, but but I, I'm not surprised Coach Coach – Coach Morris is a brilliant man, really a, a brilliant football mind. And so I'm not surprised to be able to give Alabama some fits. I'm interested to see how Alabama defense learns from it and gets better. Uh, you know, Coach Saban's going to have a lot, of, a lot to talk about this week in practice of that defense giving up so many points. Absolutely. Uh, we mentioned Lugan Bill earlier. What about Greg McElroy? Do you like hearing his analysis? I, I don't I – don't, I mean, I watch the games on mute, Drew. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, never mind. Um, well, let's just go into some listener questions. We get a lot each week, and we got a lot this week. Mark, tell everybody how they can find you uh, through email and Twitter. Drew, you know I love getting my emails and my tweets from the listeners. You want to find me on Twitter. My Twitter, Twitter handle is at MarkJennings55. I believe we're up to about 200,000 followers. Is that correct? That's about right. 200,000 followers on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at MarkJennings55. That's one word, at MarkJennings55, or you can email me. My email address is markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. Find me on there. Find me on the Twitter. I love hearing your questions every week, and I look forward to answering some of your questions uh, right now, to be honest with you. All right. Well, we hear from John Chumbler. He has a few questions here, and uh, we'll ask um, I'll, I'll word this well for you. He says, is Alabama recruiting any defensive lineman that could be the next Deron Payne, Ashawn Robinson, or Kendall Moorhead? And uh, Paul Pedram follows that up with, I know Mark is the expert, but we have one coming in, Anthony Alfano, 
who will be special. So, uh, Mark, you had two kind of similar Pedram with the statement, uh, talking back to John Chumbler, kind of stepping in there for you, Mark. Uh, how do you want to address all that? Yeah, he really did. I think he's exactly right. I think Alf- Anthony Alfano is the next special player. Uh, you know, he he's committed. I think he's going to grow up to be the guy who's an inside monster in college. We talked about him before being out of, being out of New Jersey. Another guy to look at might be Amit Louisiana defensive tackle Ishmael Socher as a target. Uh, Alabama's really after him. Um, and, you know, DJ Dale's a guy who is is pretty underrated uh, by the subscription sites, and I, you know, in the same way that Quentin Williams was. So uh, DJ Dale's a, a, a commitment, and he's going to be in Tuscaloosa, and I think he's going to be a pretty star player, and I think he's really been overlooked by the subscription sites. So I'd say any of those three are a real possibility. All right. Yeah, they've already got Alfano and and, and uh, Dale on board and looking to get Sopcher, the five-star, out of uh, Louisiana as well. And uh, John also, this is at John Chumbler on Twitter, he asks, uh, who are you pulling for to win the World Series? Well, you know, that's a great question, Chum. You know, uh, John Chumbler, uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I like the Yankees and I like the Red Sox. I think one is going to be one of those two, you know. I like it when the big powerhouse teams win. You know, Alabama football fans like when Alabama wins. You know, I, I like the big powerhouse baseball teams to win. I think it's a little more dramatic. So I'm going with the Red Sox and the Yankees. Uh, you know, I'm rooting against the small market teams like the the Brewers, I believe, in the playoffs and and any other small market teams that are in there. I don't want to want them to do well. So uh, I'm rooting rooting for the Yankees or Red Sox. And I'm rooting against the teams like the Brewers. All right. Tom Young asked Mark Jennings 5-5, Mark, should we give student tickets to the poor and disabled? Will Nick get mad at them if they leave early? Obviously, Nick Saban has been very outspoken on uh, the student section not being full for these games against Arkansas State and Louisiana, Tech, or Louisiana Lafayette. I got to be honest with you, Tom. I think that's a brilliant idea. I think that, you know, giving lower-income people the opportunity to go to football games uh, is a great idea. I think it would be an excellent idea for Alabama football to do it. Also, I think they should give tickets away to people with pre-existing conditions. I think that should be a priority for Alabama. But, yeah, Tom, that's a great idea, to be honest with you. You know, I had my weekly conversation with uh, with Mr. Byrne uh, about the dipping Dots and, and uh, my, my phone call this week. I'll make sure to bring up that idea. I'll let, I'll let you know what he said. All right. Uh, Drew Smalley tweets at Mark Jennings 55. Mark, if the Alabama students do not want to go to games, should the university offer tickets to the very smart students like Caden at Shelton State who enjoy watching quality football? Thanks for your service to our great state. And if I, It seems like Caden got his degree from Shelton State, but surely there's a bunch more Cadens at Shelton State who would love to see Alabama football in person. I, I think that's a real tricky question. You know, I, I don't know how to answer that one. You know, students at Shelton State don't have any affiliation with the university, so what should, why should they get tickets over to somebody who goes to, I don't know, Steed State? Like, I, I don't understand why you would do that. But I, I don't know. I, that's a tough question. I understand that, uh, you know, Coach Saban's right. You know, players, when they go on the field, they expect the stadium to be filled out of a place like Alabama. When it's not, you know, it's, re- it's real disappointing. So, um yeah, I don't. I don't think giving the students at Shelton, even the real smart ones like Caden, I don't think that's a good idea. And if I had imagined, I would guess Caden would probably agree with me, uh, but I have to ask him. But I don't think that's a good idea. All right, Jonathan Kingsford at Elephant Stomp ninety two tweets at Mark. 
if you had a son who was the best middle school football player in the state and you could send him to play for any high school in Alabama, where would you send him? Well, the first thing I would I would do is, you know, you gotta realize that a football coach isn't just a guy to teach you how to how to read defenses or how to uh, you know, how to play combo coverage. It's a guy who's teaching you about life and really teaching you how to be a better person. That's what's really important. So if I'm at – what coach would I send my son to play if I had my choice? He's the best middle school player in the state. I think that's a real obvious answer, and it's pretty clear, really. Uh, the answer is my good friend Ronnie Cottrell over at Mobile Christian. I don't think you can find a better combination. Not only a football coach, a guy who's been in the game forever – uh, coupled with a guy who is just a, a natural leader who's going to turn your, your son into a man. I don't think there's anybody better in the state than Ronnie Cott, than Coach Cottrell, uh, my good friend Ronnie Cottrell over at Mobile Christian. Yeah, uh, Ronnie Ronnie's a great guy. I've, had, I've gotten to know him when I was back as a part of the liberal media, and he was the coach at Carroll High School. Uh, K. Dias 27, at K. Dias 27, Mark had the opportunity to watch Alabama commit Byron Young this weekend as Wes Jones out of Laurel High School, out of Laurel, Mississippi, played in the dangerous city of Natchez. I only stayed for the first drive for fear of my safety, but can you tell me who you compare Byron Young to? Thanks, Mark. And uh, we did a bunch of comparisons to Alabama commitments back in May, I think, and uh, Byron Young committed in July. So, yeah, we haven't gotten around to announcing his comparison publicly. But, uh, uh, Mark, you care to address um, K. Dias' question? Yeah, Drew. First of all, I want to say something. Uh, Natchez is a wonderful city, and it, it's very safe. And, you know, I, 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 I think that if you think Natchez is unsafe, I just don't think you spend enough time there and really gotten to meet the people of Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, you know, I honeymooned there, Drew. Have I, have I told you this story? No, I, you and you and Mrs. Jennings honeymoon in, in Natchez. We did. You know, she was pregnant with her second child. We got a babysitter for the first child, and we decided to go ahead and get married. and And we went to Natchez for our honeymoon. It was really a beautiful, beautiful little town there. Enjoyed our stay there. But Natchez is a wonderful place, and 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 you know, I just think that it shows a lot of bias that you would think that Natchez is an unsafe place. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, the player. Byron Young, I think he's a pretty good player, Drew. Strongest side defensive end, 6'4", 280 pounds out of West Laurel. You know, he had a lot of impact uh, in that game over the weekend. I believe they won 35 to nothing over Natchez High. Uh, he's, he really dominated the line of scrimmage for them. He's going to be a great college player. He reminds a lot of a guy in the state of Georgia, uh, city of Snellville out of Shiloh High School, guy by the name of David Pollock. Do you remember David Pollock, Drew? Yeah, uh, he's a guy who went. I think he was an all three time All American in Georgia, if, if I remember right. He was, and I, I believe he had a cup of coffee in the uh, NFL for a while before he was injured uh, and gave it up. Which you know, it, it, it was a spinal cord injury, which is giving up is a wise decision. I believe he's now doing. He's now working for ESPN or something. He's one of the liberal media types now. But uh, before he he was that, he was a fantastic high school and college player. And and you know, when I watch him play. And look at his old film from Shiloh High School. He reminds me a lot of what Byron Young looks like now. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Thank you for the question, Kate Dice. Uh, Luke Ferguson emails Mark Breaks Down Film at AOL.com. And 
He asked who our comparison was for DJ Dale out of Clay Chalkville, and do you feel like he's an elite interior prospect? We did mention it on the podcast back in May, I believe it was, but why don't you go ahead and tell Mark, uh, tell Luke who it was. Uh, yeah, we did talk about the we talked about uh, we did talk about DJ Dale. I compared him to a kid out of the went, went to the University of Florida, uh, all SEC for a couple of years. I believe he made an all, AP All American team his senior year. A guy by the name of Ed Chester. And so when I compare him to Ed Chester, the answer to the other question is: Do I think he's an elite inter, inter, uh, interior prospect? The answer is yes to that question. Otherwise, I wouldn't compare him to Ed Chester. So uh, yeah, we talked about uh, DJ Dale before, and I think he's going to be a fantastic player. All right, Paul T. Graham tweets at Mark Jennings 55. Mark, can you please break down the difference between Auburn quarterback Jarrett Stidham in 2018 versus Stidham in 2017? What is the key factor in his regression? Is it protection? Is it the running game absence? Is it coaches bickering over offensive control? Thanks, as usual, for being the best in the business. Well, I think it's it's a combination of a lot of things that you mentioned. You know, you look at the Auburn offense, they don't have a lot of weapons out there that they usually have. Uh, you know, the recruiting classes they brought in haven't had the type of playmakers that would, that would you know, really put you over the top and become a championship caliber team. They just don't have that this year. And I think that's part of the reason he struggled. And you talk the running game, yeah, I mean, they don't have a running game to soften up the defense, so... Uh, you know, you're a, you're a defensive coordinator. You only got to put four guys on the defensive line or, or, or seven guys in the box, and you can stop the run. That's going to make it a lot tougher on your quarterback. So I think it's a combination of all those things. Uh, you know, offensive line is struggling. Uh, they you know they just they just look terrible out there. To be real honest with you, they made a couple of changes, got a little better, but uh, it's not really that significant. Uh, the the improvement they've had is not very significant. And, you know, the coaching, you know, I've talked about this before. Coach Malzahn really hasn't evolved. You look at the offense Coach Malzahn was running at Auburn in 2010, 2011. He's doing the same stuff now. And nothing's changed. He's just running out of different formation. He has a three or four base plays that he, that he runs. And when they don't work, he doesn't know what to do. And, and that's it's really – uh, surprising that he hasn't changed his offense or his offense hasn't evolved and improved with the times to get better and adjust to what defenses are doing. So I really think it's a combination of all those things. You know, Stidham had a, he had a good year last year. He kind of new guy, uh, had a bunch of weapons around him, really impressed a lot of people. But I, I don't think that I – mean, I never thought that he was a Heisman-level type player as, as a lot of people made him out to be coming into this year. And I think we're really seeing that. All right, we have a couple more questions. Matthew Bertram tweets, uh, Mark, in your professional opinion, is Tua going to win the Heisman Trophy this year? Thanks in advance. Well, I don't get to watch a lot of other college games from around the country. I'm busy watching high school film, and, and I'm focusing on Alabama because this is an Alabama podcast that I'm doing with you. But I, I don't. I, it's hard for me to see a player that's any better than him. You got, you know, a – fantastic quarterback on the number one team in the country uh it's hard to see you know how often does the best court you know uh the guy from the number one team in the country who is as good as Tua uh not win the Heisman Trophy and it usually never happens so I would have to guess it's pretty good I, I don't know what his competition is but but you know I, I I think he's gonna win Drew you can probably answer this better than I can yeah you know I used to have a Heisman Trophy vote when I was in the liberal media and um I think he's got a great chance right now. His completion percentage is about 75-76%. Still hasn't even played in the fourth quarter. His TD ratio, I think, is 18-0 to zero at this stage. You got guys like Dwayne Haskins, Will Greer being talked about. And 
you know, but I think right now it, it would have to be two is to lose. I'm sure the Vegas odds probably have him uh, as as the favorite at the moment, and we'll just see how the rest of the season goes. And Mark, we hear from John Chumbler again. Yes, Mark, uh, my cousin is a freshman at Shelton State and having trouble meeting people. She also needs work experience for her resume, and it made him think of Caden. Is Caden single, and could you use an intern? Well, you know, we're always in discussions about expanding the workforce. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do that now. i got to talk to Caden about it. But best thing to do would have uh, John have your cousin email me her resume and, and, and a picture and, and I will, and I will look over and see if she has the type of uh, qualifications that we're looking for to work for my company. It could be either at the golf course or at the dipping dots, either one, just have me send her her resume. And we'll see what we can do about that. Did you just ask for John to send you a picture of his cousin? Well, you know, I want to see who I'm hiring, Drew. Okay. I just, I just thought I misheard you there. Um, yeah, so uh, I forgot to ask you this earlier, but did you? It seems like there was a big de- debate. You know, your dip and dot stands or by the minute made stands at uh, Brian Denny. Are you able to get your stands away from them, or is that a lost cause? Well, there is a. This is a conversation Mr. Byrne and I had last week, and and I was highly upset about the breach of contract that occurred. Uh, so Mr. Byrne made it up to me, and we come to an exclusive financial arrangement to where the Minute Maid stands can be near the Dippin' Dots. I explained to him uh, and had my spreadsheets and everything ready to go, explain to him the revenue loss of being near the Minute Maid stands. And he understood and explained it to me, and, and he made it right, and we've come to exclusive financial agreement that, that due to my attorneys, I can't let you know what the number is um, that he's paying me. But but that that problem has been rectified, so we're okay on that front. That's good to hear. I know you're looking forward to a big night Friday night. Alabama hosts Missouri at 6 a.m. for homecoming. Big business, right? Yeah, Saturday night is the game. They play yeah. college on Saturdays. What did I say, Sunday? You said Friday. Oh, sorry about that. Saturday night at 6 o'clock. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a primetime crowd. Hopefully a lot of people at night looking for some dipping Dots, maybe from some dessert for the pregame meal. I don't know. Uh, but we're going to see how it goes, and I'm really looking forward to, to getting back out there and selling some ice cream in the future. Great. Well, Mark, I wish you the best success on Saturday night, and that'll wrap up this edition of the Champs Corner Podcast. Please search on iTunes, subscribe, leave us a five-star rating. Email markbreaksdownfilm at AOL.com. Leave us some comments and uh, any whatever you want to leave us. Uh, I'm Drew Champlin, your host. Follow me on Twitter at Drew Champlin. Follow Mark at MarkJennings55. Mark, thanks again for joining us. As always, Drew, it was a pleasure. I hope you don't have to go to another Pumps convention this weekend and we can do it again. All right, and I will not be at one, and we will talk to you guys soon. (laughs) 